0: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colours to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.
1: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we continue this podcast with tributes pouring in for Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II after she sadly passed away on Thursday.
2: She was amazing.
0: I felt completely at ease and relaxed. Even though I think I had less than a minute or two minutes in her company, it, it's still an amazing thing to
2: happen. The hats go in the air and it's a royal trial The Phantom Gold has won it for. The Queen's colours are successful in the Ribblesdale Stakes for the third time. Phantom Gold, owned by Her Majesty the Queen, trained by Lord Huntingdon, and written by Frankie Dettori, his first winner of the meeting. It's a very somber mood, emptiness. You know, I, I know the Majesty for 30 years. She always said their horror or immortality and. When it actually does happen, he is a complete shock. She was always attracted to people in racing, you know, she always made a detour and, and went straight to the people what were involved in those races. So she meant a lot for my sport, and you could see the real love and the passion in her face every time she came racing. Royal Ascot, you'd, you'd have to say we'll never be the same again. We were there two years ago when there was a limited crowd, and she wasn't there all week and she turned up on the saturday out of the blue and the roar when she came out of the car was just unbelievable the hair stood on the back of my neck you know i ran down to have a look you know what i mean the whole race course did and it was a very special moment racing has a has a major challenge moving
0: forward because she has been our ambassador globally she is the single most important
1: figure in the world of racing not just in this country and for Royal Ascot, you know, she is the heartbeat of Royal Ascot. How, what does Royal Ascot do? We've been so fortunate to have her as our biggest supporter and biggest fan. Now she's gone so sadly. We don't really appreciate just the effect she had and the, and the way she took racing to... To parts of the world and with race names after her from every country, you know, from Japan to Australia. Well, I walked out there and honestly, I could feel my heart beating. It felt like outside of my chest. I think in that moment, I just could feel the gravitas of the occasion. The crowd at the Oval fell completely silent from the moment that we were lined up out there on the pitch. <gasps>
0: Silence was deafening, so respectful, it was brilliant. The players came down, I remember standing next to Goffey and, and Graham Swan, and we were looking at each other going, wow, this is amazing. And then when Laura sang the, the song, she sang it brilliantly, you know, the respect that was paid, and at that point I realised that, yeah, sport had to carry on because for this moment and this moment alone, I think the sport world couldn't have done it any better. The first time it was sung, Don't Save the King, I thought it was, uh, it was a really, really moving tribute to,
1: to a fantastic lady. And we kick things off with the TalkSport Breakfast Show. The wonderful Laura Woods spoke with Rangers legend Ali McCoist about how he once met the Queen during a lunch in Glasgow. Believe it or not, we went to a lunch, and
0: and, and the Queen was there with the Duke of Edinburgh. Wow. Uh, clearly at the top, clearly at the top table.
1: What lunch was this? It, it, it wasn't. By the do you know
0: something? It wasn't a massively grand lunch. I, mean, I think it was for one of the hospices, to tell you the truth. And and that was what was brilliant about it. You know, there was no, there was no grandeur or anything like that. It was just ordinary people having a lunch, effectively, <laughs> in the company of the Queen um, and Prince Philip. And and that's one of the things as well that I, I I've watched, um, and I've smiled and I've really really enjoyed. And I can I saw it a little bit. Not I would never claim to see it massively, but I saw it a little bit there
1: that the relationship the two of them had. <laughs> And it was it was it was magical. Continuing with breakfast, former horse rider and trainer for the Queen, Richard Hughes, spoke about what it's like being Her Majesty's jockey and trainer.
2: Yeah, most people that are lucky enough or can afford to have horses and train, and um, they think it's you know it's, it's a great idea to get into racing, but they don't really know anything about it. But when you have an owner like Her Majesty that knows and was you know can ride and she understands horses and knows about. Fractures and problems, it's so much easier to um ring her with some bad news, you know. <laughs> it's not always good news. <laughs> it was a great thrill when you wrote a winner for, or certainly to train or a winner, it was like having five winners, you know. Yeah, but um, no, no, never any pressure, no, but um. I do know she, she'd hate when you were boxing on the rail in, in Goodwood. <laughs> 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 I know that. I know that. <laughs> Richard,
1: <laughs> Richard, if if there was no extra pressure, was there um, ever extra pride because of, of what you managed to achieve and, and the fact that you were representing the Queen as both a jockey and a trainer?
2: Oh, massively, yeah. And when I rode a winner for her, the Cheshire, at Royal Ascot, and I think it was the new year the stand was built. Mm. And, she hadn't had a winner there for 10 years, so that was yeah. absolutely magical. Now, Ryan won the Gold Cup, was even better. But um, to this day, it was probably one of the most exciting winners I ever rode in terms of crowd and excitement after the race.
1: Now, Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp also paid his respects to the Queen and people close in her life grieving her. I'm 55 years
0: old and um, she's the only Queen I ever knew, uh, the Queen of England. And um, as far as I know, I don't know her, but the, the, the things you can see now, she was a really um, warm, nice, beloved lady, and that's all I need to know. Um, and uh, because of my personal experience, not too long ago, um, it's not obviously not about what I think. It's about what people think or were much closer to her or felt much closer to her, and um, I respect their their grief a lot. And um, that's why I uh, will show. My respect in uh, tomorrow night with a minute of silence
1: if, if it goes through. Moving now to Jim White. Simon Jordan believes it was the right decision for football not to have gone ahead over the weekend following the Queen's sad passing. I don't think that
0: it's as black and white as wrong and right. I think there is a element of, in society, we don't... It's not a Ferris Bueller's moment where you stop and pause and watch the world go by, but you, you do have to stop, I do think, in society every now and again and just take a pause at something as valuable as this and i think football there was a lot written over the weekend and i'm not an establishment person i always push back against establishment my takeaway was i think football
1: did the right thing also on white and jordan jim white grabbed an exclusive interview with chelsea centre-back trevor Chalaber, who gave his reaction to thomas tuchel sacking
2: quite surprising really so i woke up to the message as well so yeah it was wasn't expected but as you said this things like this happened and just have to, for us as players, we just have to obviously focus on what's on the present right now and make sure we're ready and, and we make sure our performances are, are, are stepped up now. I just want to say, obviously, for the club and for the players, it's obviously a sad moment the manager's gone. And yeah, he gave me the platform last season to de- to go and obviously express myself and try and get into the team. And I remember the, my, my, my debut for the club was the Villarreal game. Obviously, it was a lot of pressure. Obviously, me starting, him giving me an opportunity, but I, I think I took it took it well with both hands and just enjoying the moment, really, because it's been my boyhood dream to play for this club since I was young, and then to get the opportunity and, and to obviously win the trophy as well was unbelievable.
1: Now, after Chelsea's appointment of Graham Potter as new Blues boss, Simon Jordan believes he would be booted out of the club if he doesn't bring success.
0: If Chelsea finish 10th, believe me, this guy will get his walking papers... If they don't do anything vaguely resembling, they didn't spend £260 million to say, well, it's a long-term project. We're happy to wait and longer. long glass. We're happy to be finishing eighth or ninth in the league, finishing five right. positions below where the right. basic requirement... Their basic requirement, fundamentally their basic requirement... These Americans, come on now. If they were around, this is a controversial statement, if they were around a year ago when the ESL was on offer it will have been in that conversation.
1: Moving to my show now, Andy Goldstein's drive time. And Darren Bent gave his reaction to former Chelsea striker Diego Costa returning to the Premier League and signing for Wolves. Absolute beast when you you look at him at Chelsea. But in the last couple of seasons, he's not played that much football. So I guess it's a question of what's left in the tank. But certainly he'll have an impact uh, in terms of what he does at Wolves. But it is, again, it's a little bit surprising because, as you said, this is a club that doesn't score many goals. You look at last season, for instance, only Burnley, Watford and Norwich, who all went down, scored less goals than they did. They only scored 38. So it's a strange appointment, but I get it. He's got Premier League experience. He will be a pest because of how he plays.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But then he's... I, I thought they would have maybe opted for someone who was maybe a bit fresher, a bit younger, a goal scorer. He was a goal scorer, Diego, Diego Costa, but he hasn't scored consistently for for a number of years now. Mm-hmm. So... Good appointment, but very strange. Spurs manager Antonio Conte previewed his side's Champions League tie against Sporting Lisbon, which of course is live and exclusive on TalkSport 2 from 5pm tonight. i see in this group great balance. Great balance. And uh, for this reason, uh, this group will be very difficult because uh,
0: every in every game, you can lose, you can drop points in every game. And uh, I don't see... Uh, I main favorite in this uh, in this group for sure and our ambition uh, to try to go to the next round and uh, we are working for this uh, and we want uh, to try to to do it because uh, it means that uh, we are doing another step to try to improve and uh, to be be competitive in the future to fight uh, for something in, uh, important but we'll see tomorrow uh, we'll see tomorrow tomorrow for me uh,
1: the game will be a tough
0: game, but for sure, will be tough for us, will be tough for them.
1: Over now to the press box. Former Liverpool midfielder Danny Murphy gave his thoughts on Trent Alexander-Arnold's recent form and defending. Physically, he's not doing the same things he did when he was playing better. I mean, in terms of his running back and his, his defensive mindset, or, i.e. desire to get back in, and that's the complacency I'm talking about. That's where you kind of think, well... When you, in your infancy, in your first couple of years, maybe you're always thinking, "I've got to get, I've, I've got to do my job and get back because I'm, someone else might play." And when you get really established and whatever level, you know, I mean, I'm, yeah. I mean this isn't just Trent; a lot of other players in the Liverpool side. No, no. I think you just get a little bit complacent. and You don't put the same graft in now. That's that happens, and he just needs a little mind re, reminding off the manager, a little kick up the backside, maybe, as a few of the others do, and I'm sure he's done that this week after that Napoli performance.
2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Life is full of what
1: ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. To click it now, and England captain Ben Stokes gave his reaction after beating South Africa and the pride he has had captain in England. To six test victories this summer. It's quite hard not to be pleased when you finish off a summer of seven tests and and coming out on the right side and six of them. Um, So, yeah, I mean, a lot of credit has got to go to to everyone involved in English cricket this summer, from the the players to the management to the backroom staff, because, you know, it's not just about the 11 guys out on the field who you sort of have to believe and buy into a new way of playing. It's about everybody around you, you know, the um, the, the language that's gets spoken in the dressing room by everybody, you know, the coaches, the way in which they work with all the players as well. So, you know, this has been a, a huge collective sort of, you know, responsibility put on everyone this summer and everyone's dived into it. Um, and everyone's, you know, really taken to it like a duck to water, I would say. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. There will, of course, be another one these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts at first in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good one. And of course, be safe, everyone. Be safe.
0: Small details are big surfaces, tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because rust new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns, so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from rust
2: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ,